are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Glad to have you back. And yes, look, we're not recording early in the morning, so I don't sound like half awake or half asleep in that case. For those of y'all who missed yesterday's Locked On show, uh, go check it out. Me and Ty Yeager discuss some of the early assessments of the draft prospects that the Spurs could be looking at. The thing is that we recorded that, like, I don't remember how early in the morning. We were just up. We couldn't sleep. So we said, let's just do it. And then, well, you heard the product. We were asleep. But not on this episode. We are wide awake, and we're going to be having another fan episode. That's right. Um, The fan episodes have been a big hit with the fans. And one particular fan decided to throw his name in the hat, and we picked him. He is Casey Coogans. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter. At Casey Levine. Is that correct there, Casey? Yeah, yeah, that's that's correct. Casey Levine on Twitter. And uh, I, I try to try to do tweet as, as much as possible without having it impact uh my day to day life. Right. And then we got your last name right. It is uh Coggins, is that correct? Yeah, it's Coggins. Okay, just a reminder, make sure. Casey Coggins, check him out again on Twitter at Casey L E V A N E. Follow him right now. Casey, look. You've been briefed ahead of uh, schedule, ahead of time here about how these work. But those of y'all who do not understand how these fan episodes work, it's quite simple. Basically, a fan, in this case, Casey, is going to represent the entire fan base on a few topics that are among the Spurs fans' discussions right now. their barbershop talk right now. And majority of them do revolve around uh, the Spurs moving forward. And in this case, if Spurs fans are ready for another developmental season next year, are fans becoming a little impatient with this rebuild? And some guy by the name of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, we got to talk about him. You'll find out why in just a few minutes. Casey, are you ready to rep the Spurs fan base? Absolutely. I've been uh, waiting since like Thursday night when we discussed doing this. All right. And by the way, how long have you been a Spurs fan? Uh, I'm born and raised in San Antonio, so 1990. Um, so uh, I believe like my first year of life was David Robinson's first year as a spur. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I've been repping the, well, Fiesta colors and silver and black for my entire life. Yeah. And um, yeah, you, so you saw the beginnings of the, um, the dynasty era or the, the golden era of the Spurs with Robinson, you know, coming on board, then transitioning right. to Tim Duncan. So you, you pretty much been spoiled, haven't you? Yes, very, very much so. Um, especially because when you're you're younger, like, I mean, I I believe my first like sports memories are when I was seven and eight years old, which are which are the Tim Duncan rookie season um, and and on. So so very very early on is when they started winning championships, and uh, yeah, the the um, expectation of winning has been around for uh, my most of my. Spurs fanhood. Well, then you're the perfect fan for this episode because a lot of the topics we're going to be talking about today has to revolve around the Spurs moving forward into a time in their franchise where maybe the winning seasons are not going to be here as plentiful as they were uh, not too long ago. Casey, let's go ahead and dive right into it right now. And let's start out with first uh, topic number one. 
Uh, Casey, how are Spurs fans dealing with the fact that they could possibly be seeing another developmental season next year? Do you think Spurs uh, fans are uh, ready for that? Uh, I no. Um, fans, fans, I don't think are ready for another developmental season um, because, uh, or especially because of the fact that. Um, they're coming off of back-to-back years of missing the playoffs for the first time um, in franchise history. Uh, I mean, before um, two years ago, I believe the Spurs had missed the playoffs a total of like four or five times in franchise history. So, so fans aren't used to this. Um, And I mean, to use my, like my own um, fanhood, I have a Cubs fan in baseball. So like I had, experiences with watching a losing team for a long time, but Spurs fans haven't. Um, so it, it's definitely difficult to watch your favorite team um, go out and and not live up to the expectations that have been set, uh, especially with the 20-year Tim Duncan career of five championships and everything that came, came with that where, like, the Spurs were the, like, model franchise for everybody to build off of. Um, so, so I think that has definitely uh, impacted how uh, Spurs fans have been watching these last couple seasons. Yeah. Last year uh, was a developmental season, quote unquote, although I know Spurs fans had issue with uh, Rudy Gay and some of the other veterans getting a lot of minutes. Nevertheless, though, the, the, they are in a rebuild retooling mode as their uh, franchise history continues on. And they're going to get younger. They're going to draft a player in just a few weeks, you know, whether he be a 19-year-old or early 20s. You know, this team is going to get younger. We don't know the status of the veterans, if they're coming back or not. But if they decide to opt for no veterans and let these young kids take over and become the veterans, like your DeJounte Murray's, what about you? Do you personally think that you can be ready for another rebuild season, another season of possibly missing the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for it uh, because of exactly what you mentioned with with Rudy Gay and Demar Derozan, um, Patty Mills, uh, and then up until the the Lamarcus Aldridge saga came to an end, um, Lamarcus had been taking minutes uh, from Jakob. So uh, you had uh, you have these young guys in your camp um, who you want Spurs fans want to see develop and grow and like. Spurs brass should want to see what they can become um, because they invested uh, draft capital and building these mm-hmm. guys. But then you're, you're playing DeMar 33 minutes, which takes, um, and he has the highest usage rate on the team. Uh, then Rudy Gay's around um, up there in usage rate. And, and you're not seeing um, guys like uh, Luca and uh, Devin Vassell and, uh, Lonnie Walker and some of these younger guys um, like grow. So you're wasting um, essentially wasting a year of their development because you, they were trying to fight for a playoff spot um, using the veterans that they had. So like the Spurs were just in a, in a really interesting spot to me this year where I would have definitely liked to see, more Devin Vassell and more Luca and less Rudy Gay, 
But Rudy Gay, I think, also had a really good season. Um, he had his ups and downs, but as a whole, um, I think he, he played pretty well. And one of the issues that came down to the Spurs season this year was mm-hmm. um, Derek White being hurt most of it. Then COVID happened, and then they had to play 40 games in 68 days. Uh, and I think it was just kind of a, um, a season from hell um, for the Spurs that <laughs> – uh, made makes grading the season kind of an interesting, um, like just makes it interesting in general because of all of all of the factors that came into play. You, you know, you look at the Spurs and where they are right now in their franchise history. You know, there could be some lean years ahead, Casey. There really can. Whether last year missing the playoffs, the year before that missing the playoffs, they, they could possibly that trend could possibly continue, but. Is it worth it? Do you think it'd be worth it if they stand pat? Or do you think if they want to avoid these losing seasons, they got to get aggressive? It is time to hand out the Ultra Player of the Year award right here for this episode of Locked On Spurs. Hey, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. And only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Brought to you by, by Michelob Ultra. So who is the Ultra Player of the Year? Well, looking back at last season, I want to give a little love to Jakob Pertl. I know, I know he may not be the best uh, center, you know, as far as overall talent. But what he did on the defensive end is just uh, tremendous for San Antonio. Uh, he filled in once the Spurs decided to go with him over LaMarcus Aldridge. And, uh, you know, rim protecting, you know, running the pick and roll, uh, you know, able to just clean the board. Offensive rebounds, one of the best in the league. And, of course, one of the best defending centers around right now. Be interesting to see what happens with Yaka moving forward if the Spurs do address adding depth at his position in the draft or in free agency. But right now you want to look at Yaka Pirtle and look back at his season and what a season did he have uh, just uh, pretty much being the anchor for the Spurs on the defensive end. He is your Michelob Ultra Player of the Year for this episode of Locked On Spurs. Uh, I I think that uh, with the the young core that they have right now, that you know they don't need to necessarily like blow anything up and hit the reset button again. Um, they do need to add some pieces. Um, I mean, what. Uh, you and Ty were talking about some of the uh, prospects that the Spurs have looked at in the second round are shooters with Macy Oteague and Austin Reeves. So shooting, like the, adding adding a shooter and doing like little small core moves like that, I think um, they were already right there in the playoff time already. Uh, and I think that uh, the development you've seen out of DeJounte and Derek, uh, they have the ingredients to become a playoff team again um, sooner rather than later. Um, but they do have to shore up those, those small pieces. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. think they need to do anything drastic. Um, the one thing is that if they're going to become a title contender, um, as much as I like DeJounte and Derek and, and a lot of these pieces, um, they don't have um, the aforementioned Kawhi Leonard, uh, uh, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Giannis. Like, they don't have, they don't have that guy. They don't have um, – I know he's been a hot topic lately because of everything going on in Dallas, but Luka Doncic, um, that's, 
that's really what the Spurs will need to become a title contender again. And that might mm-hmm. be a few years down the road. But as like this upcoming season and the few following it, um, I think they have everything they need to to contend to be in the playoffs, which I know there's going to be a lot of fans who aren't happy just making the playoffs because of the expectations that the Spurs have set. But when you are coming off of back-to-back missing playoff seasons, um, you take what you can get, and mm-hmm. you don't want to uh, become uh, the Kings who have missed the playoffs for uh, – like what sixteen straight years or something like that. So um, you you kind of, you should you would want to take what you can get when it comes to playoff time. Yeah, we're talking with Casey uh, here. He is a Spurs fan, repping the entire Spurs fan base right here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. Casey, uh, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, like you you feel that the Spurs fan base uh, collectively probably. You know, going to be not too happy with another developmental season. But if you look back, do you think last year was a developmental season? Could you classify that as such? Or do you think it was still kind of the same thing with Pop running the vets? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it, right in the middle. <laughs> like, it, it is yeah. kind of right in the middle where um, he was writing the vets. Um, in, but Keldon Johnson... Um, is doing something that like few young sport Spurs do, where he becomes a starter in his second year. Um, he was kind of on the track that Dejounte Murray was on, where Dejounte came in, uh, was backing up Tony his rookie season, and showed what he had. And he was supposed to be the starting point guard his second year, but he mm-hmm. tore his ACL, um, and we know how that went. So like you're, they were seeing guys like Keldon. They. Uh, when Derek was healthy, he showed that he could be a legitimate bar, ball handler. Um, uh, he was, I think, a, around when I looked at the catch-and-shoot numbers, he was around like the 38-40% three-point shooter from on, on catches. Uh, not so great on pull-ups, but on catches. Um, DeJounte, when he had the ball in his hand, he um, started uh, – making some of these DeMar DeRozan plays where he gets into the middle of the paint, hits these little mid-range jumpers. Um, you saw some, some of the playmaking that Lonnie can bring. Um, and uh, uh, the Lucas um, stands are going to hang their hat on his performance against Julius Randle um, back in January, early February, whenever that game was, when he just shut down an all-NBA player for that entire game. Um, so you saw glimpses of the development that these players have made um, and can make while also playing the vets and trying to make that playoff push and just falling short um, by losing the play-in game. Casey, I look at the Spurs and, you know, they're behind, at least as of right now, unless they do some sort of blockbuster trade or move up in the draft to get some big name, whoever, whatever they got to do. But do you think Spurs fans can look at this team and say they're ahead of the curve or they're still behind the curve in the NBA as far as keeping up with the Joneses? Because, look, the, 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 just their own backyard, the division, is, is tough. I mean, you got Mavericks with Luka. You have Pelicans with Zion. You got John Morant. Houston is going to get the number two pick, so they're going to add in a power player. How do you think the Spurs fans assess where the team stands right now? Uh, I definitely feel like they, the Spurs fans 
think that they're behind the curve, and I would tend to agree um, with that when it comes to uh, not having the the like superstar. Um, mm-hmm. And again, like I'm as high on Dejounte as as anybody I I see on Twitter. Um, so I think that he could become. Um, the the leader of the team and and take oh, take the reins from Demar should Demar leave, um, but uh, there is still like he hasn't shown to be the guys that you just mentioned in the division um, and whether or not Houston goes with Evan Mobley who looks to be kind of a franchise center or Jalen Suggs who looks like or Jalen Green mm-hmm. who looks like they could be franchised. Um, lead guards, uh, but I do like basketball. Still a team game, and I know everybody thinks that it's superstar driven. Um, but but I think that the pieces they have um, are are good enough. But yeah, I I would agree that um, they might be behind the curve as far as like their top guy is not as good as the other teams in the division's top guy. Oh, what is your forecast, Casey? What is your forecast for the team next year? Do you think, I mean, if you have to, you know, repeat it again, I I get it, but, you know, you, how do you assess it for next season? Is it going to be another developmental season or do you think they're going to hit a home run and maybe even make the playoffs? Uh, I mean, why can't we ask for both, Jeff? <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a developmental season, but yet they still are able to make the playoffs. Because uh, I mean, that that is that is the the end goal for our team and the Spurs uh, like uh, position. Where you look at what Memphis did last season and even this season, being the youngest team in the league, making it to the play-in game um, both both years. Of, uh, they had a play-in game um, where they're developing their players. You saw the steps that, like, Dylan Brooks had taken, um, and who knows where they would have been if they had Jaron Jackson all season. Um, so, like, while they're a developing team, they're also still in contention for playoff spots. Um, and I think the Spurs can do that this season. Um, but uh, I've been saying that this is – one of the most interesting off seasons that I can remember as a Spurs fan, because there are so many options that they can go so many routes that they can take. Do they bring back DeMar and maybe Rudy, depending on the deals they can get? Um, do they try to find a suitor for DeMar and do a sign and trade? Uh, do they draft uh, a big athletic guy like a Kai Jones and see what he becomes? Do they try to draft somebody more, um, develop like a Corey Kispert. There are so many options that they can and, and routes that they can take that it's it's really going to depend on the route that they take um, that that solidifies the answer. Um, but to me, with what they have, where they're at in the draft, um, I see that it, it is um, it would be easy for them um, given their track record of um, hitting on draft picks and and being able to de- to develop guys and over over time that uh, they can have both the developmental season and make the playoffs this year and I think that they it's, it's it would be very easy for them to do both. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting information, news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info, and much, much more. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the run to the playoffs. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code Locked On. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. That's why you need to go to rockauto.com. Look, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. Go there right now. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. You know, why are you going to choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? You can simply go to rockauto.com, which is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years and focusing on serving the do-it-yourselfers for, uh, for, for those 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, let's continue talking with Casey right here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs, where one fan gets to rep the entire fan base and give us their thoughts as well as his. You know, we're talking about the rebuild. We're talking about them moving forward. Look, you you said it already. Maybe you're going to answer the question for the next segment. You know, are Spurs fans going to have patience or are going to be impatient? And you're saying they're going to be impatient. But what do you think, Casey, will shake that out of them? What will make them not be impatient to realize that maybe the Spurs are playing the long game here? Uh, really, I think it's going to have to come from results um, for mm-hmm. people to to kind of uh, realize like, oh, you know what? I know I've been impatient in the past, but they like, if this is where all of those moves have, have led us now, I'm okay with it. Um, but I know that there are, there is a large um, population of Spurs fans who just want them to, to do something on the drastic side. Um, mm-hmm. So, so uh, I, feel like that could also help patient or the fans feel less impatient whether mm-hmm. it's trying to package I mean you saw all of the Ben Simmons trade rumors over the last week um, so maybe not that drastic but something in the sense of uh, do they package uh, a Lonnie Walker and a sign and trade with DeMar and the 12th pick to a team like the Magic or the Warriors who have multiple first-round picks and they try to move up and get uh, Scotty Barnes or a prospect like that, uh, Jonathan Kaminga, um, somebody who the, the ceiling of them is franchise player potential. Um, so I, I, well, I don't think that they need to do anything drastic and I'm 
I'm a wait and see because I do like all the moves that they have made. Um, I might not like the moves that they didn't make, um, mm-hmm. but uh, I I feel like the the results this upcoming season would make people feel um, less impatient on the rebuilding process uh, yeah. from over the last few years. Uh, that they just you know winning cures all. Um, yeah, you. you to forget all of all of the bad once you start winning um you can look at this season with the atlanta hawks um or on contrast you can look at this season with the philadelphia 76ers um while they have been winning people their fans are impatient because they were the number one seed in the east and couldn't get out of the second round so uh winning definitely cures all impatient when it comes to sports fans yeah, I'm of the opinion that I think they need to get aggressive. I think we're seeing the the other teams in their like we mentioned their division, let alone their conference. You know, is just getting stacked right now. You have right. yeah, Houston absolutely. getting that pick. You know, the Warriors are going to reportedly be aggressive and trying to trade up in the draft, giving up some players. They want to get back on the track to their championship glory. While the Spurs, they collectively have good players. Nothing wrong with them, and I'm hoping one of them has a breakout season. Hoping it's Luca. Hoping it's you know, is DeJounte spiking his stats even more? I like what we have right now. It just feels like there's something missing, whether that be the alpha or whether that be just a, an established NBA star that can carry this team uh, into the playoffs and beyond. I think that what they need to do and focus on. Now, look, they have holes, Casey. We know that. We know they, they lack bigs, athletic bigs. We know they lack three-point shooters, I mean, forget, for my goodness, just take a three-point shot. I mean, they were last in attempts last year. So they have their holes. But do you think Spurs fans look at those holes, Casey, and say, you know what, those are easily fixed? Or do you think that, you know, those are going to be a project, for example, Kai Jones? On paper, the optics, he looks like he can fit in. He's exactly what they need. But what if he's a project? I'm in the opinion the Spurs can't afford project players anymore, Casey. Yeah, yeah, Kai Jones is definitely a project. Uh, this is, um, I saw a couple, uh, once the, the uh, report came out that the Spurs were looking at him and people watched his highlight videos, they were like, oh my God, this is going to be the new franchise center. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's definitely a couple years away from becoming that. So he would be sitting behind Jakob, which I, I don't have a problem with. I think Jakob has shown to be a very solid um, big. Um, and then, you know, if you break it down with all the, like, advanced stats with screen assists and his uh, mm-hmm. the field goal percentage at the rim when he's defending all of that stuff, he he has shown to be a solid guy, but he might not be the franchise center that you want um, as your starter uh, long-term that Kai Jones gets a couple years, then he comes in. So that is the, the patience thing um, when it comes to an athletic big like that. Right. Uh, but the holes that you, you speak of with the athletic bigs and the three-point shooting, um, they're going to have to spend money to fill those holes right away. Because, um, I mean, I think that they can fill one of those holes with their draft pick um, and maybe their second round pick too um, with like with shooting uh, because I'm, I'm big on Corey Kispert. Uh, He's, I've been pounding the drum on 
I think he could fill into the starting three position today. And if you pair him with DeJounte and Derek, um, you give them better spacing and you give Keldon Johnson better spacing. Um, Mm -hmm. So you have, you have, it is easy to fill the shooter spot, um, but you, they might have to go and spend money. They might have to go and look at uh, trying to pry uh, Duncan Robinson away from Miami and like some of these free agents that um, might be on the restricted deal and just say, we're going to, overpay for a couple years to get this guy um, because if they lose DeMar, we know the salary cap is uh, completely open getting DeMar off of the books and LaMarcus Aldridge off the, off mm-hmm. the books. Um, and you have DeJounte on an extremely team-friendly deal and Derek White on a team-friendly deal for a few years so that it does allow you to maybe pay over what Spurs fans might think is is what a guy is worth, um, but you see it all the time. You see what uh, Joe Harris got with Brooklyn. You see what Davis Bertans got okay. in Washington. Um, paying for a shooter can come at a premium, and the Spurs have the cap space to fill that or fill the big. Um, and this goes to that they have so many options. Um, whether or not they can try, they can pry a John Collins out of Atlanta. I know he's a restricted right. free agent, but if you throw the max at him, what does Atlanta do? Um, there's like you have the the Nerlens Noel type players um, that you can you can find you can find players to fill these holes that the Spurs have and they have a lottery pick and they have cap space to fill them. So there's they have they have the resources to fill those those two big holes that they have, um, while also looking at a guy like Devin Vassell, who for most of the season was a forty percent three point mm-hmm. shooter. Um, that you would expect him to get more minutes, get more play time, and get more shot attempts um, up. We're talking with Casey. Once again, he is repping the fan base right here on this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. Well, the reason why the Spurs are in this situation right now, well, you know, maybe a big reason why, not the reason why, but a very large reason why the Spurs are looking to rebuild right now is because they recently, well, not too long ago, lost a franchise player, Kawhi Leonard. He's now with the Clippers, you know, doing his thing, maybe doing his old antics again. We don't know. But my point is, Casey, is that, the Spurs maybe, you know, we're not ahead of the schedule right now because of losing a player of that caliber. Uh, how far back do you think Spurs fans see this Kawhi Leonard setting the Spurs back as far as being a, a powerhouse in the NBA? And what do you think? Do you think the Spurs are right now recovering from the big hole that Kawhi Leonard shot in their boat? Uh, yeah, I think – Spurs fans thought that losing the way that Kawhi left and and just losing him for what um, the trade was uh, set the Spurs back to the Stone Age, um, <laughs> and I I tend to agree when it comes to uh, that first that first year. Um, while even though the Spurs made the playoffs that first year with Demar. Um, I felt that with a healthy Kawhi Leonard, um, they are still right there as a title contender. I mean, you look at what 
Kawhi and Danny Green went and did in Toronto, taking them over the hump when DeMar with that same team could only get them so far. Um, so, so I think that season uh, the Spurs would still have been in the running um, to win the West and, and even win, and compete with that uh, Warriors team, especially given how hurt they were that year. Um, but then the last couple of seasons after that, I feel like the Spurs have done a good job building off of that. So I don't think that they're necessarily as far back as they were, um, especially if he wasn't going to re-sign with the Spurs anyway. Um, I think that's something that doesn't get brought up enough, that he apparently wanted out um, no matter what. And so uh, whether he was traded that season or his contract came off the books and he just went and signed somewhere like he ended up doing going from Toronto to the Clippers, they get the Spurs would have gotten nothing back from Kawhi had that been the case. And so they at least got a guy who, I mean, Spurs fans love what DeMar has meant for the team. He has been uh, an absolute great leader to the young core um, you've seen what he can do in the clutch um, at, at the end of games. Um, he might not have fit necessarily with the roster that they had as a whole, um, but it wasn't for like his lack of talent and playmaking because he, uh, I believe this season was his career high in assists and uh, people were banging the drum for him to be an all-star and get these kinds of accolades this year because of how good he was. Um, we saw the steps that Jakob took as a starting center, taking that role. Um, and then the pick that came out of it, um, which I believe ended up being Keldon Johnson. Um, yeah, sure did. yeah. So, uh, I was like, it was either Keldon or Luca, but I think Keldon was the Toronto pick and Luca was the Spurs. Um, so, I mean, you you have a lot more interactions with Spurs fans than I do um, over the Twitter sphere. Um, so you know how beloved Keldon Johnson has become in this fan oh, base. Oh, yes. Yes, so, he has. So while Kawhi did dismantle a title team right away, um, it's a hindsight 2020 kind of thing where – well, maybe he still leaves when he becomes a free agent and then the Spurs don't get anything back for him and there is no Jakob Pertl, there is no Kelton Johnson, there is no DeMar DeRozan. Um, so uh, I don't necessarily think that the Kawhi saga, um, it, it started terribly um, just mm-hmm. as far as like, Spurs fans feeling spited, um, and uh, it's I'm like it's a kind of bittersweet to see what's going on right. with the Clippers right now because like you don't wish that on a fan base, but then it's like now you see what the Spurs had to deal with. Um, it like these are all allegations, I guess, and and rumors and reports, um, but it does it does seem like. You know, the Spurs medical staff has always put player safety and health above anything else. Um, Absolutely. 
uh, I mean, holding Tim Duncan out of a playoff series because of an injury and limiting players' minutes because they want to prolong the career. So um, to to see how that, that played out, I think Spurs fans got really upset, um, and I understand uh, their frustration, and I understand why they're still frustrated with it because, you know, there could have been a sixth championship right there on the doorstep Mm-hmm. Um, had he stayed through that season where he went to Toronto and won a championship. So I get that frustration, but I think that um, the package that they did get back um, didn't set them as far behind uh, as as some some might think it did. Make sure to follow Casey right now on Twitter at Casey, L-E-V-A-N-E, Levain. Uh, he has a lot of uh, some topics and some a lot of uh, Spurs takes that he likes to share with everybody on the uh, Spurs fan base. Casey, just a couple more questions before I let you go. Uh, first of all, I, I hear through uh, the grapevine that you still have a frame Kawhi jersey, Spurs jersey hanging in your room. Is that correct? Uh, I have uh, <laughs> a, a frame Kawhi Finals MVP poster. Um, I have, I definitely have some Kawhi memorabilia. Um, my, you haven't my, you I, haven't destroyed them, huh? You still have them? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, again, as I said earlier, I I'm a Cubs fan. I've been a Cubs fan for almost as long as I've been a Spurs fan. Um, I am going to take as much that I can out of being a fan of these teams, and whether or not that the situation ends on great terms or not, it's not going to take away. Um, the dunks and the defense and the accolades and the championship in 14 and, and all of the stuff that Kawhi helped bring. And uh, I uh, was a huge fan of George Hill. Um, Mm -hmm. My, my family thought I was going to be devastated by the trade when George Hill got traded. I have autographed George Hill shoes. I have an autographed George Hill Jersey. i beat him in bowling one time. Uh, I was a huge George Hill fan uh, and, and thought he was going to be the next franchise point guard. But the moment I found out that he was traded to draft Kawhi Leonard, um, I didn't know that Kawhi was going to become the offensive player he was. But I was like, right. we, got our, we got our new Bruce Bowen. <laughs> That's all I asked yeah. for. Uh, I was like, we have a a defender and a rebounder at the three positions. We still have Tony and Manu and Tim. Like we just got our Bruce Bowen and, and I was super excited. I had no, like, I was like great trade. And, and so like, that's why I have, I have no hard feelings about the Kawhi situation. Sure. It sucked how it ended. Um, but I'm not, that doesn't take away all of the like great memories of him in the Spurs Jersey to me. He is Casey Coggins. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at K-C-L-E-V-A-N-E. Levine, do it right now. Maybe, you know, he can share photos of his Kawhi member. I don't know if you want to do that. Maybe that's a bad idea, Casey. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, That's a I, horrible Twitter, idea. Yeah. Twitter, yeah, it might not be the place for that. <laughs> yeah, bad idea. Bad idea. Take that back. Maybe share some other, maybe like Tim, maybe the George Hill stuff would be cool. Yeah, yeah I, I, with I got that. Stuff I have a uh, you know those little holographic cards where you like move them and it shows the play. Yeah, I, know that, I have yeah. that the Memorial Day miracle. So maybe that'd I'll be cool to that. share. I think yeah yeah Spurs fans would love to see that. Casey, I want to thank you uh, for taking time out to join this fan episode of Locked On Spurs. 
We'll be telling fans to follow you on Twitter. Hopefully they do that. And one more time in case you did not hear him. He is Casey Coggins at K-C-L-E-V-A-N-E, all one word, Levine. Go follow him right now. As for me, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. And if you want to be the next fan on a fan episode right here on Locked On Spurs, just let me know on Twitter at uh, Jeff Garcia. No, I'm sorry. At S- I'm sorry. I've got so many things going on in my head now. At Jeff G Spurs Zone. And subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. The list goes on and on and on. There's no excuse for you to not subscribe to Locked On Spurs. And hey, it's the road to the finals. Locked On NBA Network is covering the NBA playoffs up into the finals. We got coverage, and all that is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, you can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Casey, thank you again, sir. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, it was a blast, and I, I hope I get a chance to come back on and uh, talk more Spurs with you. Absolutely. So for Casey Coggins, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.